In the previous episode, the reason why I try to do so many challenges and programs to build uh, knowledge and awareness is because what I found is that either people have a gamut of symptoms and or imbalances, right, that show up as a thyroid, either underdiagnosed or misdiagnosed, but either way, they're suffering for years. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Los Calzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to determine whether a client's medications are impacting their energy. Lots of people we see are on medications. And since we're not trained as pharmacists, we may not fully understand the impact of common medications, even OTC pain meds and antibiotics and contraceptives would have on their energy. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're gonna have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023. And you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com. And we'll also put the link on the show notes page. So I brought in a special guest, Dr. Mahela Gruita. She's going to give us insights she's gathered over the past couple of decades as a clinical pharmacist in hospital and research settings. What she realized was that people were getting prescribed way too many drugs, a few for the original symptoms and the rest to cover the side effects. So now she focuses on medication-induced nutrient deficiencies. Mahela has lots of degrees and certifications, including a BS in pharmacological chemistry, doctor of pharmacy, certified functional medicine provider, certified nutritional endocrinology practitioner. She's certified in medication therapy management and diabetes medication and therapy management certified in applied pharmacogenomics. We're so honored to have you as a graduate of our Nutritional Endocrinology Practitioner Training and one of the coaches in our Energy Recharge Inner Circle. So welcome, Dr. Mahela. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. And we want to get into this. We really want to talk about these drug-nutrient interactions, which most of us, well, most pharmacists aren't aware of too, right, as you know. But most of us, just general health coaches, doctors, etc., we don't know about this stuff. 
And so many times when people come in to see us, we may overlook, not just asking, we're sure we ask them what medications they're on, but it may not make a difference like, okay, how does that impact the symptoms that they're coming for, right? So let's talk about some of those drug-nutrient interactions and how they can impact energy production. So let's start with some certain medications that impact mitochondrial function, since we know those are the energy powerhouses of the cells. And then we'll just go from there. Well, actually, about 50% of the medications are known to deplete nutrients. So mitochondria, inside the mitochondria, we have the Krebs cycle and the electron transport chain, which both of them produce the energy, what we call ATP. So that's kind of like the energy currency. And both these biochemical pathways, if you will, they both use a lot of nutrients. When we take medications that deplete the nutrients, a lot of those nutrients will happen to be some of the nutrients that the mitochondria needs to produce this energy. And so that's kind of how medications and nutrients are interconnected with the energy production. Okay, so are there particular nutrients, particular drugs? Like what commonly prescribed drugs might have the most impact? Like when we have people come in, they may be on blood pressure medication or antibiotics or, you know, whatever, birth control pills. How do we know what's going to affect in energy production? So medications based on classes that will affect various vitamins and minerals. And we do know that we need a lot of iron, magnesium, a lot of B vitamins, uh, vitamin C. So a lot of nutrients are needed in the mitochondria. And so a lot of medications like the antibiotics will deplete a lot of this same vitamins and minerals. The oral contraceptives, as you mentioned, the statins, antidepressants, pretty much every class of medication will deplete something. Some deplete more than others. The medications have quite an impact on the nutrients. So again, antibiotics, oral contraceptives seem to do the most damage. The statins, even antivirals, other cholesterol medications, not just the statins, diuretics, medications for hypertension, for diabetes. Uh, and, you know, speaking of the oral over-the-counter drugs, the H2 blockers, the pump inhibitors, and it's really quite extended. It's not just one medication here and there. Okay, so people come in to see us, we do a history, we find out they're on all these medications, right? And Mm -hmm. some of the medications are elective, let's just say, right? And some of them are prescribed by the doctor. So like if people have to be on certain medications, for example, we know that antibiotics are way over prescribed. We know that there's alternatives to birth control pills, although for some, it's not a good option. But something like blood pressure lowering medications, where somebody has a sky high blood pressure, how can we know and help people to identify what they need to do to make up for these nutrient depletions. Like, how can we know, okay, this person is on an antibiotic, so therefore we have to up their B vitamins or increase their CoQ10 or whatever other things are involved. These are things that I think all of us really have questions about. One way as a practitioner, we evaluate the symptoms. So if somebody's excessively tired, then we might be saying, oh, okay, well, maybe it is the coenzyme Q10 that's depleted as that is a major 
factor in the energy production. Yeah. Ultimately, sometimes the symptoms will be kind of elusive. It will not be all that like in your face, oh, I'm so tired, so therefore I'm missing B12 or coenzyme Q10. Other times the symptoms might be different and we might not know. But one thing we could do is evaluate the medications and determine, well, if they are on, uh, let's say, a beta blocker for hypertension, we know that those medications will deplete the coenzyme Q10 and melatonin. So these patients probably have a very good reason to be tired. And you could just kind of take educated guess and just supplement those and then go from there. But there's also the option to actually test and we can uh, do intracellular testing to see how the nutrients are doing. So that's another option. Okay. So it sounds like if someone's on a medication that's depleting the nutrients that affect energy metabolism, and I just threw out mitochondria as a, because it's the yeah. obvious, but there's other things, right? There's medications that might affect the, the thyroid hormone oh. levels or that might affect blood sugar, um, et cetera, that might affect somebody's energy level. But are we to assume then, like, is there a, like a rule of thumb? If somebody's on these particular medications, make sure you either test for or supplement with or up their diet on these particular nutrients? Sure. So for example, I think it's pretty common that medications like metformin, which is for diabetes, will deplete the B12. So and you can even see a lot of doctors now prescribe metformin and then they advise the patient to take some B12. Medications like statins will deplete the coenzyme Q10. So that's also some doctors will prescribe both. Unfortunately, not all of them. And the beauty of it is that if you do prescribe them from the beginning, you might prevent a depletion that then will kind of lead to new disease states. So if somebody has to be on a medication and there's a time and a place for medications, I think the important part is for us to look for the root cause while we are on the medication, also supplement with the nutrients that will be depleted potentially. Look for the root cause in the meanwhile. And when you find the root cause and you work on the root cause, a lot of times the need for these medications will go away. Go away. So, right. so instead of just assuming because their blood pressure is high that they need to stay on this beta blocker or whatever other kind of medication they're on, mm-hmm. as health practitioners in the wellness and root cause field versus just conventional, we should be looking at, okay, so you're on this medication. These are the nutrients that are going to be depleted by this medication. So let's get you on these nutrients either via food or supplementation or both. And then we'll let's look at the hypertension. How can we look at what is causing the hypertension? Did I get that right? Correct. Yes. So I had numerous examples uh, of my clients where I had one client, for example, who was on a beta blocker and she didn't have hypertension, but she was on a beta blocker for palpitations, which is a commonly used medication for that. Then she became super, super tired, which is not a surprise because she couldn't sleep at night because melatonin was depleted and she was super tired during the day because coenzyme Q10 was depleted. And then the doctor put her on a 
a calcium channel blocker, another medication for hypertension. And then after being on two medications for hypertension, she became hypertensive. So it's so <laughs> counterintuitive, right? Oh my God. So, but that's the reality of what the nutrients do. They are there for a reason because without those nutrients, biochemistry doesn't happen. And when biochemistry doesn't happen, we are dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So nutrients are not to be played with. They, they're for a good reason. Absolutely. I mean, without them, we know all the biochemical pathways. I have these beautiful charts I have keep in my office on all the biochemical pathways. And you think about them and there's coenzymes that require vitamin B6 or magnesium or whatever else. And we just like the medical approach and you being in pharmacy for so long, you get it, is that, okay, let's just give this medication out, but nobody's really looking at what are the downsides. And then, like you said, in your bio is the minimal. Few of these actual medications are for the primary symptoms. And then there's new medications added, like the patient you just told us about, that are there to, to take care of the side effects of those medications. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's scary, yes. right? And so somebody is, let's just say, a nurse practitioner, a health coach, or even a medical doctor who's Western trained, but doesn't really know much about the nutrition yet. We teach about the nutrition. We teach about how all these pathways work, but the drug piece is not something that is my area of expertise. What is the best way? Is there an online thing, a, a specific app? Is there something where we could check, do a history, we find out this person's on these three medications? Now, how do I go about discovering what nutrients these might be depleting that are related to, say, their low energy or their hypertension or whatever? Yeah, that's a very good question. And honestly, there's as of right now, you can go to drugs.com and plug in the name of the medication and it might tell you it depletes here and there some some kind of minerals like sodium and potassium. And But it's not that common that it will tell you about vitamins, about coenzyme Q10. And so it's really not an information that's readily accessible. There are resources, there are some books, there are, but you have to go buy the book. And I don't think the doctors will carry the book around. So most of the times they would rely on a PubMed kind of research that takes time. And so actually, it's funny you ask me, but I'm actually working on a app where I do want to make this accessible, where I will have the biochemical pathways. And when you click on the mineral or the vitamin, it will pop up the medications that will deplete that. And the way I did that is based on PubMed searches, a variety of books I'm quoting there. And so hopefully at some point we'll have all in one place, all that information. But as of right now, it's just a few books. Like for example, there's a pharmacist who wrote the book about this kind of stuff. Her name is Susie Cohen, I believe is her name. There are some books like Dr. Aviva Rom, for example, she wrote a little bit about, but she's talking more about herbs and uh, drug interactions and that kind of stuff. So it's a slightly different, but there are a few books out there. Not too many people will have all those books and the books are not always there, but the PubMed is, but that takes a lot of work. Yeah, it's us looking things up in PubMed and you have to you go down all these rabbit holes to try to find yeah. 
things, right? So so we're looking at energy. This particular series of podcasts is about energy metabolism. So we look at mitochondrial function. You talked about some of that. But I know that like the thyroid, right? That thyroid's a big player when it comes to energy metabolism. And I know that the thyroid's super sensitive. Are there a few drugs that we can talk about that we should be really careful about? If somebody comes in and they say, I've been on T4 for 14 years and I'm still exhausted and I still have some depression and constipation, how can we help them to see, well, maybe that T4 that they're on is depleting something else? Or they come in and say, hey, I've been on birth control for the last 10 years, or I've been on antibiotics on and off for my acne or whatever might be what they're saying. How can we tell how those things are affecting their thyroid? Or can you just give us right now some ways that those drugs might be affecting the person's thyroid? Yes. So um, a lot of medications will deplete iodine, for example. And in order to make the thyroid hormone, we need iodine. And so when iodine is depleted, you could run into this problem. Another thing is if you get exposed to things like fluoride, which is really not a nutrient depletion, but in a sense, it will interact with the iodine and it almost make that iodine ineffective. So it's a form of deficiency of iodine. But like if you give fluoride, there are, these are chemicals that are, they have the same valence, they look very similar. So the iodine receptor on the thyroid will accept the fluoride or the chloride for the matter. So it basically the, pushes it yeah. out of the way. Yeah. It pushes it out of the way. And and then it's kind of like the key in the lock. You can put a key in there, but it won't work. Uh, you mm. cannot open the door. And so the thyroid then will suffer. So this is one modality by which iodine deficiency can occur. Other times it could be the medications will simply just deplete iodine. So that's another mechanism. Yeah. Uh, And then there are medications that will deplete that iodine. And right now, I cannot think of one in particular, but I think some of the antibiotics, from what I recall, Mm -hmm. even some of the antihypertensives. So there's a lot of medications really that will interfere with the iodine. So what I'm hearing is that when people tell us they're on all kinds of medications, we have two things we should do. We should be looking into the drug-nutrient interactions to see how they affect actually the organs or organelles or whatever you want to call the mitochondria. How do they affect the thyroid? How do they affect the mitochondria? How do they affect the adrenals? How do they affect how do they affect all the energy metabolism pathways, right? And then help people to replenish, replete those nutrients via food, via other you know mechanisms. So those are really important things. Is there a way like selenium? I think of selenium in thyroid health because of the T3 to T4 to T3 conversion. Are there particular meds you can think of off the top of your head that have an effect on selenium? Because that could be a big one. I think the statins do. The statins, which... That's a double whammy right? That's a double whammy because of the CoQ10 and then the selenium. The the oral contraceptives, the corticosteroids, which are, you know, the corticosteroids are not used long-term by most people, but they are pretty often given with infections and... Mm -hmm. Autoimmune disease, though. A lot of people are put on steroids for for decades, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those kind of things. So if there's autoimmunity in their history, make sure that you're asking them about this and, and working on those depletions. The other thing I think about too is birth control pills or contraceptives. Not really like considered a dangerous drug. A lot of people will go, oh, I don't want to go on statins because I've heard 
heard bad things, or I don't know about blood pressure medications, but they don't actually think of birth control as a drug. They just think about something that they do to get on with their life. And when you presented, you presented at a conference that we had a couple of weeks ago, and when you went through <laughs> all the different nutrient depletions yeah. that contraceptives do, like, okay, we need to put somebody on a massive doses because these are things they take long term. This is not something they take for yeah. three weeks and then they stop. So off yeah. the top of your head, I don't mean to put you on the spot like off the top of your head, but <laughs> I can think of a few. I think of B vitamins. I think of vitamin C, probiotics. What are some of the other common nutrient depletions that we really want to look at with people on uh, oral contraceptives? Yeah. Uh, vitamin E, uh, magnesium. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah, um, I know you present Iron. I, yeah, I run all of these, right? Yeah. Yeah. Magnesium is a very important selenium, zinc. So I suppose that when you're doing an intake, I know you do drug nutrient interactions and, you know, offer those to people. It must be a big chore then take all of the drugs they're on and look at the symptoms and then create a plan for the drug nutrient interactions and what they should do about it. It is a big chore. And sometimes, interestingly, the nutrient deficiencies will show up soon. Other times it will take a while. Sometimes months, mm. sometimes years. So it's not all that clear that, all right, I started my statins and then I was super tired three weeks later, you know? So right. it's, it's not all that simple, but it does help when um, when you do like a history and you do a timeline and you, you do ask the question, well, do you have the symptom before you started the medication or after? And now if it's months after, it could still be caused by the medication, obviously. It's a little bit more difficult to identify that, but still. Now, if it started before, then, you know, then you move on to the next thought and possibility. Right, what are the other possibilities? But here's the thing though, right? And I think about this too. If I see somebody's on a multiple set of medications, wouldn't we want to just prophylactically not wait for them to get symptoms of the side effects, but like look and say, okay, let's just get you on good B vitamins. Let's just get rid of the refined foods and make sure you're eating whole foods. Here, vitamin C, CoQ10. Like if somebody's on a statin, I'm going to say, are you taking CoQ10? So should we be looking at that? And you know what would be really cool to have would be a kind of a chart that just lists all this stuff. Wouldn't it be cool to have, here's drug A and here's all the nutrients you need to look at so that as we're putting together a customized plan for people, then we can actually say, here's some of the nutrients you need to focus on. Yes, I totally agree. And what's interesting, especially when you deal with hypertension or diabetes, a lot of those medications, they are packaged where you are going to have two medications in one. And it's done in the name of patients being compliant. But the reality is that the patient ends up taking two medications at once and they don't even realize it most of the times. So for example, they'll put together, let's say a calcium channel blocker or an ACE inhibitor together with diuretic. And so they'll put them together and oftentimes they will deplete some of the same nutrients. So now you're going to have a synergistic effect on that depletion. And so many times patients with hypertension will end up on three, sometimes even four medications. Same thing with diabetes. So definitely, I I would say, I think we prophylactically should put them on nutrients. But again, unfortunately, the doctors are not trained to think this way, nor are majority of the pharmacists trained to do this. 
So Wow, wow, wow. So we're about time to wrap up. I want to finish with a couple of other questions. And then I want you to tell us more about how people can reach you. And I want to hear a little bit more about that app and when we can expect to have access to it. So I'm just curious. I've always been curious. I've never asked you this. With all your education and all the certifications you have, what prompted you to join our nutritional endocrinology program, you're a graduate now. And how has that helped you to just be more effective with your clients? Well, (laughs) I became sick. And when I became sick, I was given the same medications that I knew they were not helping. And not that they are not helping, but I didn't see anybody heal. So if I saw somebody with diabetes, they will just end up on more medications instead of healing, and then you get them off the medication. So that was always on the back of my mind as a pharmacist. And then I got sick and nobody could tell me what I had. They kind of suggested that it's all in my head. And and so I got sick and tired of being sick and tired and not having any results with a medical doctor. So I decided to go on a natural way. And I started very small, like I knew some lady who sells essential oils. So I called her and I'm like, what do you know? Tell me what do you know? Where do I do research? What? So I just slowly but surely I just learned and I started learning about about uh, herbs and about just the natural approach. When I came across your teachings, I had actually finished. I got certified already in functional medicine and I was fascinated by the idea that we need to look for the root cause because that's not something that's taught in medical schools or pharmacy school. No. So, but I didn't feel that I had the right knowledge knowledge. If I have somebody who has both diabetes and hypertension, what do you do first? Where do you look? So I felt kind of lost. And I I thought like, there's got to be some ways to connect all these dots. And when I heard you speak at, at Shine, I realized that that's exactly what your program does, that you, you connect the dots and you connect the supplements with the diet. And it wouldn't be nice sometimes to be able to get the same results with diet versus supplements because the supplements can get expensive. Yes. So that's kind of how I ended up meeting you and signing up and I ended up learning from you. And at the end of the program, I felt that I was balanced. I had a lot of confidence that now I know how to approach and how to ask the right questions and how to look for the nutrients for the right diet, which ultimately is the same purpose too. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm happy. I've been excited learning from you about all these drug nutrient interactions and all. And I know you've started to train other pharmacists. So tell people how they can reach you, especially if you are a pharmacist and you want to, you know, learn more about the drug nutrient interactions. It's great to hook up. Um, so tell people how they can reach you. My website is naturopathicpharmacist.com. So there's a lot of information there. I also have a free ebook on over-the-counter medications and the nutrient depletions that they we'll put cause. a link to that too in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's drugnutrients.com. I will have this app with the biochemical pathways and the nutrients probably in the next week. So we are starting small. I don't have a million pathways yet there. <laughs> I started with the mitochondria. So I did a Krebs cycle and an electron transport chain. So it's going to be a work in progress, but it will be out there for at least the energy production. Beautiful. So 
by the time people hear this, they'll it'll probably be up and running. So what's the best way for them to find it? On your website? I will advertise it on my uh, on my website. Great. But the good thing is going to be both on Android and iPhone. Nice. It will be highly accessible. And Great. I don't know, my husband is doing all this publishing and all that stuff. I don't really know. But uh, <laughs> he's but the yes. techie in the family. <laughs> yes. The dr- yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. So what I recommend is just check the show notes and the show notes should have. And once you have that, let us know the link to how okay. they can get it. Okay. We'll just edit the show notes to make sure that, you know, if people are listening to this because podcasts live on. So people might be listening to this two or three years and they'll be able to see that you have that. I think it's a great service. I know it's a lot of work to create an app and a lot of work to do the research. So we appreciate you so much, Mahela, thank you so very much for taking your time today. My pleasure. um, So for everybody else listening, just like really sit with, we have the opportunity to really help people get well. We have the opportunity to help people to overcome these longstanding chronic problems, especially chronic fatigue, right? People are told, oh, just live with it. Just live with it, right? They don't have to. We have the tools. So the more you master the art of teaching and empowering patients and clients to use nutrition and lifestyle to restore their health and balance and overcome some of these depletions and these interactions that are happening from some of the standard medical care. We're not saying drugs are bad. We're just saying that you have to be really careful and make sure that you're not depleting your nutrition because nutrition feeds all your biochemical pathways. And when you understand how those biochemical pathways work, you're be able to help people to really understand how to get well. So and when you empower them, you're going to thrive because your practice is going to be fulfilling instead of, wow, Mary's medication just went up again, but she's still alive. How nice. No, we want (laughs) to see that we're helping people to thrive because that's what we're here for. So we have a free guide for you at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash energy and the link will be in the show notes. I highly recommend that you download that. We have some charts and things to help you to be successful in your practice and in this whole art of improving energy production. So thank you so much. And until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the Reinvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.